4: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
5: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Move the Sticks here on a Monday. I'm Brett Lewis here with our former NFL scouts, lead draft analyst Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, ready to rock and roll here on a following a Sunday that featured so much fun, so many Fantastic finishes and drama down the stretch. So today, guys, we're just going to try to keep this thing between the uprights, okay? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That's bad. That's bad. (sighs) Easier said than done. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, We'll get to those missed kicks here in just a moment. Let's begin, as we always do on a Monday, with our big three. And we'll start with the big-time win in Kansas City for uh, the Buffalo Bills. They go on the road, defeat the team that knocked them out of the playoffs in the AFC Championship game a year ago. Uh, this was a really interesting game. Uh, plenty, uh, We had a lightning delay, right? But, you know, again, it didn't really charge up the Chiefs' offense. I just oh, – I got to get – all right, all right, that's bad. it. That's the last one. That's the last bad, one, I promise. It. All right, let's kick this thing off with – uh, some similarities here that I'm sure Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense felt based on how the Bills were playing them on defense, DJ,
0: Yeah, to me, when you watch this game, you knew that the offense is what they can do, what they're capable of. It was which defense was going to step up and make plays and play well. And I thought in this game, it was the formula that we've seen against the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not going to send pressure. You're going to rush four but to me, it's not just rushing for, it's how you rush for. It's not getting caught up the field. It's trying to build that wall in front of Mahomes. A lot of people say, oh, you got to keep him in the pocket. No, you're okay if he bounces right or left. You can't let him climb up in the pocket when your ends get caught up field. Because, Buck, when that happens, Patrick Mahomes can access the entire field left to right. And you've got no shot. I thought they did a very nice job with a disciplined rush plan, and we've seen that against the Chiefs several times this year.
6: Look, it's funny you talk about the Buffalo Bills and their discipline and attention to detail. That is what I felt like the theme of the game was, staying true to who they were, playing within the identity of the players that they have on the team. They didn't deviate. You didn't see them blitz like crazy. They kept everything in the front. They rallied to the ball, and they made enough plays because their pass rush
5: was able to get there on time. And they have identified a new playmaker on offense, and it's the tight end Dawson Knox. Yeah. Look, I mean, this was his biggest game of his career thus far, now two plus seasons into the league. And he had his first 100 yard game. This was a huge turn in the game here. This uh, essentially was a scramble play for Dawson Knox. Just gets behind the defense and ends up going for six. But, you know, for a team that is consistently seeing defenses pay more attention to Stefan Diggs after the phenomenal year they had a year ago, he's another answer. Now for this Bills offense. And look, we go back and look at what we talked about. Dawson Knox coming out of Ole Miss as a third-round pick in 2019. Super athletic, but didn't quite have it all put together yet. Look, real quick, he didn't have a college touchdown. So he had 15
0: catches, 284 yards, no touchdowns his last year there. But, Buck, this is something we talk about all the time on the podcast, which is the tight end position, it's traits over production in college. George Kittle, hardly any production at all, but you buy into the traits and give these guys time to develop. It's paid
6: off. Yeah, it has paid off. And when you think about another thing paying off, the Bills investment in Josh Allen has certainly paid off. Josh Allen continues to be the guy that's the driving force of this offense. And when you watch him play, I think he's gotten so much better at being patient and taking what the defense is giving up. The – Achilles heel, or the kryptonite for Josh Allen, used to be zone coverage where you have all eyes on him. He is beginning to solve that puzzle. He's beginning to throw with better timing and anticipation. And then still utilizing his athleticism and legs to make opponents pay for sitting back. It's coming together nicely for the Buffalo Bills. Defense is playing great, and Josh Allen has the offense playing at a high level.
5: Leading rusher on the day with 59 yards, none bigger than that, Both quarterbacks uh, led right, the teams in rushing. E- exactly. None bigger for Allen, though, than that third and four where he hurdled the Chiefs oh, defender for yeah. the first down to really kind of put this thing away down the stretch. Uh, more on closers throughout the league on this Sunday, coming up a bit later on this move, this sticks, Monday. But as for the Chiefs now – This has got to feel like, Bucky, kind of a broken record in these games, right? They had these long drives, the patience that the defenses are trying to make them exercise, and then the turnovers, two picks for Mahomes, although one Mm -hmm. went right off Tyreek Hill's hands. But still, this is a familiar theme. How do they fix this? It's a
6: familiar theme, and it's one of the things that Patrick Mahomes talked about after the game. He talked about needing to clean up the issues at a quarterback, turning the ball over too much, things that he hasn't done since grade school. The easiest way for the Kansas City Chiefs to fix it is to scale back everything, allow Patrick Mahomes to do something that he's, he's, he's very good at, he's decisive, he knows where the reads are, and then build it back that way. The other thing, the guys just have to take care of the football. they got to take care of the things that they can control. Catch the ball when it's thrown in your area. Don't fumble it when you get it, the ball handed to you. Just do those things. If they eliminate DBOs that don't beat ourselves – that will give them an opportunity.
0: If I'm Andy Reid, I come in. I guess they don't have chalkboards anymore. Yeah. Uh, the whiteboard. I'm writing up on that whiteboard two words. I'm writing patience and physicality. That's their way out of this. Right. where it, they, It's being that patient there? and it's being physical. I actually think this offensive line is better equipped to run the football
5: than they even are in pass protection. They can move people. You got two high safeties run the ball. I think that's what they've got to do. They might have to do it going forward with Daryl Williams as we saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire go down uh, in this game and did not return. Okay, let's move on to game number two of the Big Three. And uh, for that, we go to SoFi Stadium where we had 41 points scored in the fourth quarter Alone, DJ, we, you and Money, did you, get a, did you get a bonus check for this one? I mean, it's like you had an entire game you had to call in the fourth quarter. Chargers end up outscoring them and getting it done at the end, 47-42. It was a
0: wild game, back and forth. It was fun to call. It was fun to watch. But you, you left that stadium thinking, man, the Chargers going into any football game with Justin Herbert at quarterback, no matter what type of game it ends up being, yeah. you're going to be in it because he's playing at that elite of a level. He's in full control. He's selectively aggressive. When they dial up shot plays like this one, You have a nod to the corner, and you cross him up with a post to Mike Williams. They set these shot plays up with Joe Lombardi, and Herbert makes them pay every single time when they get those opportunities. Then you you, you believe in him on fourth down. You go for it. The two plays that stood out to me in Mm -hmm. this game, Buck, you look at the 4th and 2, I know everybody talked about that one on their own end, but it was the 4th and 7 going oh, for yeah. it later in that drive yep. instead of kicking a field goal, showing ultimate confidence in three three your quarterback. And, and then down. this call right here by the Browns, 3rd and 10. Now, I think Baker might have checked into that when you watch the tape. Yeah. There's a bubble there. looks like he maybe checked into it. The Chargers moved late and covered it up. Yeah. Bosa beats the tight end to make a tackle. But it was a clear indication of one team that says, this is our quarterback, Justin yes. Herbert.
5: You carry us as a truck. And the other one is your Baker Mayfield, we're going to carry you, you're in the trailer. It, it feels like the definition of good versus great, because Baker Mayfield is a good player. He's a really good quarterback, right? I don't think we're, dis- we're disputing that, but Justin, uh, but Justin Herbert is a great quarterback right now. He's an elite playmaker instead of just a good player.
6: Absolutely, and that's the difference. We talk about trucks and trailers. We can talk about franchise guys and now We talk about the difference in good and great. Baker Mayfield, to me, has to take another step in his development to be considered a franchise quarterback worthy of being a $40 million quarterback. When you look at this final draft, we saw Justin Herbert go down the field, dinking and dunking, taking it down the field. Baker Mayfield, three checkdowns and then a bunch of Hail Marys to conclude the drive. What you want to see from a franchise quarterback, one, find who the number one receiver is, whoever that is. Feed the number one receiver and allow that guy to make plays. Baker Mayfield's inability to close out games, to me, is troublesome, particularly when we're talking about a huge contract that is going to be laid on the table right. in a few weeks.
0: I know some people said, well, they didn't trust their tackles. They're playing with their backup tackles in this game, so that's why they were conservative, checking the ball down that two-minute <laughs> drill. When you go watch the tape, the Chargers had one hit. They had one hit on first half, right? Those backup tackles played really, really well. That was Derwin James on a blitz. He beats the tight end. So to me, I don't buy that excuse that you didn't trust your tackles. You've got to put your faith in your quarterback. And at that point in time in the game it was just a non-aggressive approach yeah. and you know we can talk there's also look there was some penalties yeah. i know the browns are upset about and there's a reason to have gripes there but at the end you had a shot you had a shot to go win the game
5: and they weren't aggressive let me ask you this then playing devils advocate here from what the browns are asking baker mayfield to do is it because that's how they want to run this offense or is it because they feel like that best suits Baker's skill set, and maybe he doesn't have that Justin Herbert-type skill set to go out and win games that way.
6: Yeah, I think the Justin Herbert-Pat Mahomes skill set is different. I think for guys who are built like they are, they have special skills you want to build around them. The overwhelming majority of quarterbacks are system quarterbacks. This system, an offshoot of the Shanahan system, can elevate quarterbacks. We've seen lesser talents like Matt Schaub have success. We saw Case Keenum have success in this system. The system is designed for Baker Mayfield to have easy throws, and they do that. But to go to the promised land, you need a quarterback that can make four or five plays each game to to, to kind of validate the fact that he is a franchise quarterback. He doesn't have that ability, or he hasn't shown it to this point.
0: Look, I've seen in person, I've seen the Cowboys, I've seen the Chiefs, I've seen the Cleveland Browns, obviously these Charger games. The Browns are the most talented roster that I've seen. They are loaded. Complete
5: tal- roster. Complete oh, yeah,
0: roster. Right. Offensive line, defensive line. They were missing some guys in this game. But this team is not, the way they're constructed right now, quarterback dependent. Yeah. So, in other words, you're going to be run game, you're going to be defense. So, if you're not going to be quarterback dependent, then how do you write the big check if you're not going to put more on his plate? So, that's not Baker's fault. And give Baker credit. He inherited a winless football team when he got to Cleveland. He has helped turn this thing around. They have to decide if this can get us over that final hurdle because they're right there. This is a really, really good football team.
6: quickly reminds me a lot of the Jerry Goff situation where Sean McVay, was That's able to get to the Super Bowl with Jerry Goff, but he always wanted more, which is why you saw Matthew
5: Stafford come in. Is that something that the Browns could mm. consider? Because right now, when you look at the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the AFC, Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen. You got to go through some dudes to get right. to the AFC. And by the way, we get Chargers bills a bit later this mm. season on fun. a little Thursday night football in December. Let's keep it moving here. Bengals and Packers. Well, let's just say it was not the best day for field goal kickers in Cincinnati. With the game tied at 22, both teams missed a combined five kicks in the final three minutes. The last three kicks would have each won the game. My goodness. Uh, But Mason Crosby did eventually end the game for the Packers in overtime. And uh, Bucky, as we look at this this game here with the Chargers and the Browns, uh, Aaron Rodgers got it done when he needed to to set up a lot of these game-winning yeah. field goals, and he was going to Devontae Adams.
6: He absolutely was going to Devontae Adams. And look, here's the thing that I can't understand is how Devontae Adams each and every week gets open when everyone in the <laughs> stadium knows that he's getting it done. He finds a way to win his one-on-one battles. They find a great a way of calling these dig routes and overs all and breaking routes repeatedly. And he wins. It's one of the more remarkable things to put up a 200-yard day when everyone on the Bengals side knows they're not a viable number two. To me, it speaks yeah. to his talent, but it really speaks to
5: the trust that is between number 12 and number 17. That play from Devontae Adams with Chidobe Awuzie in coverage was, was one of the only times he really got the best of Awuzie in one-on-one man coverage. Most of Devontae Adams' work in this game was done – in, against zone, or when Awuzie was out of the game yeah. in the middle of the second quarter, had a long catch on Eli Apple, and then had that touchdown grab down by the goal line on uh, on Trey Wayne. So I thought that uh, I, I thought that they found a way. When the opportunities presented themselves, but Jadobi Owugie played really well for the Bengals in this game. No, I thought
0: they had some pass rush as well for Cincinnati. Yes.
5: My takeaway on their side of things is, is Joe Burrow is, is the dude. He's going to
0: be outstanding yes. for them as he continues to develop. How about the display of toughness? Taking that huge shot ends up going to the hospital because of. An injury to his throat, and he's going to be okay. But, man, the way he plays, he's always looking for big plays. There's some quarterbacks that read low to high constantly. He is always looking for big shots. And I just love the aggressive nature that he's brought to Cincinnati. They didn't get it done. Man, if they make a kick, maybe we're talking about Cincinnati. They have really evolved and really (laughs) taken another step in their development. But it's nice as an organization when you can check that quarterback box and say, we're good there. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired.
5: Time now to head to the lost and found, Ben. And in there, perhaps you can find that Dolphins team that, uh, what, got 10 wins uh, a year oh, ago? I just haven't seen it so far this year. They've lost four straight After beating the Patriots in week one, they have scored 17 or less points in four of their five games right now. DJ, what's going on here?
0: Well, look, this is really a one-point win as well (laughs) over
5: in New England. That's where they
0: are being a winless team. But when I I look at the Dolphins' team, you invest your money on the defensive side of the ball in the secondary. You can't get lit up like you got lit up in this game against the Patriots. They're not playing up to their capabilities on the back end of that defense. Jalen Phillips had a nice nice sack in this game, but otherwise from that, They're not dominating up front. So the defense is nowhere near where it's been. And I think, Buck, we're starting to give Tua a little bit of a pass here when you're seeing what this team looks like without him. I mean, they can't score points. That's an interesting point, right? So to me, maybe we give Tua a little bit more patience. Maybe he's earned that seeing what this team looks like.
6: Yeah, the team does not look great. Offensively, there's no rhythm. There's no flow to it. Jacoby Brissett gets injured and it's not there. And then defensively, you just don't see exactly what you want to see on that end. Just too many missteps, too many miscues, just not playing really good football.
5: And again, like you, you wanna you wanna hit on those high value draft picks, right? We we keep following that storyline here. Austin Jackson, one of your three first round picks from a year ago, finds himself out of the starting lineup, went yeah. from left tackle to right tackle and now, you know, not in their starting. So that's trouble. Well, the other thing you gotta keep in mind, they
0: don't have their first round pick next year. So they are off to a rocky start, and now you're in a situation where I believe it's Philadelphia that owns their pick in that trade. So that's the number three pick in the draft right now.
5: So Philadelphia Eagles can smile on that one. There you go. That's that's part of the silver lining of some of those trades. Okay, Uh, so if the Dolphins are lost, uh, one positive for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bucky, is that they have found a run game. They were last in the league in rushing offense coming in, and Najee Harris gets it going here for the Steelers offense. Look,
6: they have to be excited. This is the most complete running back that they've had since levy and Bill. and when you look at this offense when Najee harris is the centerpiece it operates a little bit like the offense used to operate with Bell. Najee harris 22 carries being able to get 122 yards being able to set the tone because the offensive line played better. And sometimes when you ask those big guys up front, it is easier for them to function going forward in the run game than going backwards in pass protection because they were able to run the ball effectively. You saw Big Ben play efficiently from the pocket. Chase Claypool had some plays, but it was all about the big fella, Najee Harris, having success on the ground.
5: Even had the explosive to Devont, uh, Deontay Johnson, the 50-yard TD toss uh, earlier. But, DJ, I'm, I'm kind of curious here when you have so many new faces along the offensive line now and five young, and, and young, young, young yeah. now five weeks in are you starting to see that kind of come together yeah, yeah
0: also kind of a little bit of the deal with the preseason that's kind of gone away and disappeared yeah. so let's let's have patience i think that's one of the keys to me when you look at some of these things you look at Josh Allen tear it up the other night <laughs> yeah. like just collectively let's just let's start to have a little bit of patience yeah. and give these things time uh, if the steelers can play like this though they can hang in this division with their defense
5: and if the steelers have found their run game where has the Washington football team defense gone? We've lost it and they need to find it. Look at the points per game going up uh, just about 11 points a contest so far compared to last year, total yards per game up about a hundred. That is a, those are big differences this year compared to last and, Biggest difference for me in this game against the New Orleans Saints, which they ended up losing at home here, were the explosive plays. Eight explosive plays allowed, including an end of the half Hail Mary that you absolutely can't let happen. Marquise Calloway had free reign down there. Uh, so the eight explosive plays. Then, look, you know, Alvin Kamara had a 23-yard rushing touchdown here where they really put Jamin Davis in a bind with the way they put the uh, – kind of had split flow going with the fullback opposite way mm-hmm. and really kind of froze Davis and let Alvin Kamara – Uh, Run right through for a 23-yard touchdown. Outside of that, they did a pretty decent job on him on the ground. But, man, uh, the explosive play we've been showing total. big plays for the last two minutes. That's the deal. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Here. I don't know there's how to add analysis. We just
0: showed them give up every kind of big play you can possibly give. I, mean, I don't know what you add on to that. Yes. They're not dominating up front with their front. Like uh, big there's miscommunication at the second and third level. Um, there's all kinds of issues with this group. So, no, it's not It's not the same team we saw last year. And,
6: by the way, last year this division was terrible. This year the Dallas Cowboys are going to run away with it. going to run mean, away with it. The defense yeah. is so disappointing. Like, you think. All those first round picks would be able to get it done. For whatever reason, they haven't shown up. A lot of work to do.
5: Flip side for the New Orleans Saints in this game. Alvin Kamara shows up over 100 scrimmage yards in this game as two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. And, well, if you saw Alvin Kamara line up in the same place twice in the Saints offense, um, you know, I'd be shocked because he is just all over the place uh, with the way they. I mean, it's clear he's their best player on offense right now, and they're just trying to find ways to use him.
6: Well, I mean, that's all they have. You look at the offensive line. Without Michael Thomas, there's not another guy that you would walk into the defense and coordinator's office and say hey we have to worry about stopping this guy it is all about Alvin Kamara and Alvin Kamara has stepped up and really has been a big time game changer because remember in this game Taysom Hill who's probably their second best weapon goes to the sideline with a concussion and so this is Sean Payton figuring out what do we need to do to win the game and give the ball to 41 and figure it out.
0: Yeah, this still, it's it's different-looking offense. We were kind of curious how this was going to work without Drew Brees. And right. You say over the, oh, at the end of Drew's career, maybe lost a little arm strength, this, that, or the other. It <laughs> still does not operate anywhere no. near the clip it
5: was operating when Drew was running the show. Say what, though, that Joe Lombardi offense uh, from the hey, Saints out Joe, in L.A. Joe Lombardi's going to get
0: himself a head coach. job good right there. Doing with that
5: Charger <laughs> offense. Uh, yeah, it helps to have uh, Justin Herbert back there slinging it around from every arm angle and every place on the field. All right, lost and found. That was good. And Sunday was a tough one for the kickers. Uh, With one game remaining on Monday Night Football, there have been a total of 24 missed kicks around the league in Week 5. That's 12 missed field goals and 12 missed extra points. The 12 missed PATs tied for the most in a single week in the Super Bowl era. And if we get one missed kick tonight... From Rodrigo Blankenship of the Colts or Justin Tucker. Of Don't the put that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: have more than we've
5: ever seen in the last thirty years. Oh my god! In just... terms of missed kicks, Seven McPherson even thought he won the game. Hit for the Vegas. flag. Yeah, yeah, flag doesn't count. Uh, over the upright might have count. All right, let's hit our elite eight. We need some real closers, okay? Uh, let's start this thing off, DJ. Who was a real closer for you this week? Well, when
0: I look at a lot of different options here, Bucky, you want to take, you want to take DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, I'll, I'll take it. I, I, I want to defer. Sure. I'll take, I'll take, I'll,
6: we'll take Dick. We'll take yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is the guy for me because when I think about this Cardinals offense, it's about Kyler Murray being able to serve it up. But who's he going to serve it up to? He's going to serve it up to DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best closeout guys. But it's not only that. It's the awareness to understand time, score, situation. He makes plays. He knows when to stay in bounds, when he can go out of bounds, what is needed, what is required. He does it all of the time. And the best 50-50 ball pass catcher that you're going to find is number 10 right there in black. He gets it done over and over and over again. That's why they go to him in the clutch.
5: Yeah, one-on-one, take your shots. You get an 11-yarder at the at the end of the game that really kind of iced things, too. So, me, he's clutch for sure.
0: Yeah, he's just a classic when you're covered, you're open. Uh, I'm going to go to Austin Eckler, though, in the game I was at. This is a couple hmm. weeks in a row. He did it against the Raiders. He does it in this game as well. I know the last touchdown he technically didn't want to score. That's... He got pulled into the end zone and pushed into the end zone by the Browns. Uh, but running, receiving – He had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and as great as Justin Herbert was, what a weapon to have. You see here on the screen, setting up his blocks and weaving his way into the end zone. Austin Eckler has proven to be a closer for the Chargers. That's going to be a key role for them. They're going to score a bunch of points this year, but to put games away, you can put it in 30s hands.
5: Let's get to London uh, where it turns out that Greg Rosenthal and uh, Dan Hans were not the only international superstars uh, out there. Uh, it was in fact uh, by the th- way, did they come back? I' don't, th- th- no doesn't matter right? Does it? Uh, I was hopeful. <laughs> all right let's get to Matt Ryan here as an absolute closer for the Falcons okay so Zach Wilson and the Jets uh, had come to close the gap in this game. It was a uh, 17 to 10 game here and then Matt Ryan comes back. Uh, and absolutely answers the Jets' touchdown drive. With, he goes 5-for-5, five five, found Kyle Pitts in this game in a big way. Uh, he goes 5-for-5 five five on this drive, uh, and that made it 27-17 uh, to 17 with a two-yard touchdown from Mike Davis. So Matt Ryan, 342 yards, two touchdowns in this game, was well over uh, 60% completing passes. Absolute closing.
6: Look, absolute closing. He did a fantastic job of closing it out. And it was big because the game was teetering in the balance. You don't want to lose to the Jets because you felt like this is one that you kind of already it chalked Ridley, up.
5: Though, too, man. That was they big. did. That is big. It clarified yeah. things, though, for Kyle Pitts. We'll get to that here in a little bit. It
6: certainly helped him do it. And yeah. so after watching an old quarterback like Mike Brown do it, I'm going to go back to the guy who is whipping father time's tail. How about Tom Brady being the ultimate closer? When I look at Tom Brady, 400 yards. 400 passing yards. He throws it all over the yard. Antonio Brown decides that he still wants to be an elite receiver, even though he's the third receiver in their uh, situation. Mike Evans has a 100-yard day. But Tom Brady is dropping dime after dime after dime on this field. And I know I keep saying that at some point he's going to fall off the cliff because you just can't play quarterback until you're 50 years of age. I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady just has found the founding youth, and he'll play forever. He closed it early. I mean, that's
0: one of the things, too. Oh, yeah. You don't have to come in in the ninth inning to close the game. Sometimes a quarterback can put get the it done. game away early. And that's what Dak Prescott did as well for yeah. the Cowboys. He had a couple turnovers early in this game and then quickly recovered and then pushed his foot on the gas pedal. And it was full vertical attack mode. By the way, some sweet play design from Kellen Moore in this game, too, on a little swing pass touchdown uh, that they had earlier. I, to me, you've got the creativity, the play calling, and the execution of Dak Prescott. He puts
6: teams away. He does put teams away, but I think having the running back, Ezekiel Elliott, he's not necessarily a closer, but maybe he's like that long reliever (laughs) that can set it up because he is back to form. He is going over 100 yards the last three games in a row. He looks like he's kind of finding himself again.
5: And look, it felt like in five games last year before Dak got hurt that we still didn't really know what his relationship was going to be like with Kellen Moore as the play caller, right, with Mike McCarthy's influence, and now it feels like, We're starting to see what this offense is really all about. So uh, let's move on to another closer. Adam Thielen was held without a target in this game up until the final minute, without a catch in this game up until the final minute. This goes after the Detroit Lions decided to go for the win, go for two. Kirk Cousins suddenly found his favorite target. Adam Thielen, went for 19 here, then went for 21 and got Greg Joseph in line for a 50-yard game-winning field goal just to break the hearts once again of the Detroit Lions who thought they had won the game on a bold coaching move from Dan Campbell. Turns out the Vikings just had a pair of closers and cousins in Thielen.
6: You know, it has to be really frustrating if you're the Detroit Lions to see that you lost two games in that manner. You lose to the Baltimore Ravens because you can't close it, then you lose to the Vikings because of it. It Thielen is frustrating. didn't catch
5: the whole game until the <laughs> final minutes.
6: I know, and then he gets open. But I'm going to give you a big body closer. How about right. Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans? We talk about being able to close games out by getting a four-minute offense. Some coaches would call it turtle offense, where you slow it down, man, I want a 255 pound banger, someone who can just run over everybody, the whole crowd. It doesn't matter whether you're blocking for him or not. He consistently finds a way to get it done. And the longevity that Derrick Henry has shown Year after year when he's getting 350 carries, he doesn't slow down. He is a brute force. You certainly don't want to have to deal with him in the fourth quarter.
0: On the Amazon Thursday night stream that we do, we talk about unicorns, and he's one
6: of the true unicorns
0: in the NFL. There's nothing like Derrick Henry. He is the one and only uh, out there. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, really kind of a collective effort, all three phases of the team, uh, figuring out a way to close out that game, which Carolina was in control of. It starts right here with the block punt. That's the way you want to turn a football game around. Do it on special teams. We saw that in the Houston game as well with a with a block punt
5: changing that game. Check out Jalen here at the – oh, we just missed it. He did the Superman. Yeah, team. well, exactly. Yeah. He deserves
4: to be the Superman. <laughs> so
0: then you're able to close out offensively. You get the big play here to Watkins down the field. And then defensively, I thought this defensive front did a nice job of containing and then getting that pass rush cranked up when they needed to I get after Sam Darnold and force the three turnovers in this ball game. So really, I think closing from all three phases—that's uh, what made Philadelphia come out of the winning end of
5: a football game. They were in bad shape for a good while. Darius Slay, a couple of picks in this one too, uh, was nice to see. I, I just one more thing—I just want to go back. Chris Barnes, linebacker for the Packers in yes. the Packers-Bengals game, had a stop on third and two, kept Joe Mixon to a one-yard gain, which didn't allow the first down and then made Evan McPherson come on for what was one of the missed game-winning field goals. Those little things like that can help a team close out a game. You go into your shower feeling tired,
0: but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
1: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie'll find the right solution for you. Get started at angie.com That's angi.com or download the app today. Time for
5: one of our favorite segments here of the week. We do it every Monday. It's our rookie report card. We actually had six rookie quarterbacks starting this week. For the first time this season, all five of the first-round quarterbacks got the start after Trey Lance entered the fray. We'll get his grade in here in just a moment. But as we have started each week with this segment, it's the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Look, Jags are still winless, but is he showing some signs of progress here, Buck? He is
6: showing signs of progress, and so if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm frustrated because I'm taking an independent study class and I'm not getting the grade <laughs> that I deserve. So I'm going to give him a B for his efforts, even though the people around him aren't project. necessarily yeah. – It's a, good a it Look, man, Trevor Lawrence is ready to make a jump. He's ready to have more things put on his plate, but unfortunately right now he doesn't have the necessary support to be able to get it done, whether it's coaching, whether it's the people around him, the playmakers. He needs more, but he's showing promise. He just has to continue to stick to the script, and it will eventually happen for him. But each and every week, this guy flashes and shows the football world why he mm. was the number one overall pick. You
5: want that red zone
0: inter- interception back. Right, that
6: was yeah, man,
0: but he's going to be fine. He's going to be a really good player. You can see the progress that he's making, the ability that's there. Um, is, is it my turn, Rhett? Am I up Do next? you want to hit Zach Wilson? Yeah, I can hit Zach Wilson. Look, I, I'm going to give him maybe a generous C. I'm going to here, a little bit generous. One thing about Zach, he's late to class every week because <laughs> they, we they cannot more. get anything going in the Couldn't first half of one. games. You see the flashes, you see the, the talent, the arm strength. That gets you excited. But, man, footwork-wise, his feet are not following his eyes, which has led to some inaccuracies. He's pulling the string on some underneath passes, which has led to some inaccuracy. And the timing, he's late. They've had some opportunities down the field. He's just late to pull the trigger. So... There's a lot of things you can work on uh, for Zach. Exactly That's one on. right there where he just pulls a string. It's, it's an easy, simple completion. So he's got, it. he's got to clean this stuff up. And to me, I think it starts with the feet.
6: Well, I think, I think your discipline in the classroom is not of the So I think we need to go back to the way it used to be done. I think we need to have Zach come into class early. And maybe he can write Man. some sentences on the wall. Yeah, maybe we can just have ready? him write 100 sentences Something. and just kind of get some of that stuff so he can show up on time. I, like, I, 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 this thing going.
0: I will have my feet follow <laughs> my, <laughs> my, <feet fall laughs> my eyes. I will have my feet follow <laughs> my eyes. I will have my feet
5: follow my eyes. <laughs> yeah got it okay uh, i'm going to move on to mac jones and uh on time rhythm got the ball out quick. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, to I, what oh we've been God. saying this all guy. year You know his, long mom, his
0: mom is thinking this is the same report card every week. Every yeah. week. Yeah. The same exact moves. Yeah.
5: Nothing if not consistent. Yeah. Let's give him a B plus. Again, he forced a couple, got away yeah. with a couple that might have been picked off. Um, but here's here's the thing. He made some real hay on some play action passes. That middle of the field was I wide mean, open. The on Houston that. Texans linebackers have <laughs> yet to see a play action pass that they don't
0: get sucked up on.
5: They might have hit that ten <laughs> times in this game. But here's the other thing. He was clutched down the. Stretch yes. When they were down, uh, now we'll get to the whole punt issue here in just a minute, but they took advantage of some opportunities here. The game-tying touchdown pass to Hunter Henry, and then he gets them down in position for the game-winning field goal try, which Nick Folk did make. So mm-hmm. credit to you, Nick Folk. But here's the thing. Here's the biggest revela- revelation, DJ. Mac Jones and the Patriots finally did what?
0: They got explosive. There it is. We, we, we begged for that last week. And people said, well, you know, maybe some of the criticism of Mac Jones, he can't push the ball. I saw him he push the ball down, down the field at Alabama. Uh, yeah, they haven't yeah. asked him and they haven't had opportunities. I thought they did a good job with this game plan with Josh McDaniels of scripting some opportunities. Yes. And Mac cashed him in. I, I'll be honest with you. I watched that tape back-to-back with Joe Burrow. There's a lot of similarities in how those oh, guys play. We were saying this before. I mean, it, 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 yeah. when, when, a little bit of Joe you, Burrow. When you light. watch them back to back, you're like, okay, okay. You kind of get this. And now I want to see them get him some playmakers and some speed. I mean, they still they need some help for him. And as far as rookies go, from that processing ability. Quick he's been to get the best. The ball out. Man, he's is... been he's been from through through five games. He's clearly been the best rookie quarterback.
5: So you, you guys remember in school when you know you're kind of like a quarter into the to the yeah. year and you had like a new student come in. Yeah, you know it was a little <laughs> awkward at first. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, do we do we like this guy? Are we into this thing? Trey Lance, welcome to the party as a starting quarterback for the first time.
6: And you know what? Trey Lance showed up on a day we had a pop quiz. Oh, so dang. Trey Lance didn't get enough time to necessarily fully prepare. Up. So I'm gonna give him a C plus for his work. And here's what I'll say, Trey, when You come in, it's kind of like a progress report. It's just a check to see where you are. The athleticism and playmaking ability, that's there. But a little inconsistent because he doesn't understand the rules of the classroom right yet. So once we get him acclimated to the classroom and build it around him, he understands where the things go, where the trash can is and all that other stuff. Trey Lance will be better because the talent is there. More time, more experience. Then he'll develop the expertise that we want to see at the position. Well, I
0: can tell you, as someone who dropped a lot of classes in college, they had he had <laughs> teammates dropping passes in the <laughs> yes. game. I mean, a couple big-time throws. Help him out. you got a young quarterback. Yeah. Make some plays for him. And I, you know what? I, I was a little bit, just a tiny bit disappointed in the creativity. I thought we'd see some more Somewhere, things yeah. than yeah. we saw in this game. Maybe there's more to come. Um, but, man, you can't question this dude's toughness.
5: He's yeah. not afraid. That to his head hit down he took at the, the goal line. line. I, I wow. don't do that anymore like that that made me hurt like at the back, yeah. Of, at back I mean, of we, my yeah
0: we call this segment the rookie report this this little kid like yeah. he is still a kid
5: youngest 16 youngest guy carries there. 89 yards was the leading rusher for the 49ers did not see and have not seen as much running the football from Justin Fields now in his third start here.
0: Yeah, and when I go to the letter, I mean, this is a win, so you'll take rookie wins. I gave him a B. You could say the B maybe stands for boring because it was just (laughs) kind of an easy, boring offensive game plan. But he was very safe. He was very smart, protected the football, took some big shots uh, in this game. The one thing I want to see is just be a little bit more decisive. When you decide you want to run, see it and go. Go When you watch Josh Allen the other night, last night, man, when he sees it, he is gone. And, and Fields has that, plus he's got more speed. So if he just be a little more decisive with his legs, Buck, I think you'll see some more big plays.
6: Yeah, you will see some more big plays, but look, 2-0, oh, like he's won his hey, last two stars. He, get, he gets job. on the field. He's been able to do some positive things. And so you like that part of it because some coaches like boring. And maybe Matt Nagy likes to drive a boring car. He doesn't want a lot of Got the win this hey, week. Hey, right. he's doing his job. Two in a row. Here we'll we go
5: for the Chicago Bears. Staying alive here. All right, let's move on uh, to Davis Mills, third-round mm. pick of the Houston Texans, making his third start here for Houston. This, DJ, was not only much better, it was downright impressive. Mm-hmm. First of all, Davis Mills was taking a
0: course with the toughest professor on campus. No kidding. <laughs> this is Bill Belichick, who has dominated rookie quarterbacks. show you that in a moment. He can drive the football. He's got outstanding touch. I look for the negatives on my paper when I'm taking notes. I didn't really have any. He he used his legs, showed some athleticism. We talked about that during the draft process. Had that big knee brace at Stanford, remember? Yeah. Then he goes to the pro day. He's yeah, healthy. The knee brace is off, and he's moving. So I saw him moving inside, outside the pocket, making plays. Um, it was impressive. I think we have the stats of Bill Belichick. I, I'll show you here in just versus a second. rookies.
5: I mean, this is what well, he look, did was pretty incredible. Uh, rookie quarterbacks uh, in starts against uh, the Patriots in the Bill Belichick era. The other quarterbacks. Look, man, 41 <laughs> interceptions <laughs> to just 21 touchdowns, a passer rating just over 60. Davis Mills, three touchdowns, and all of those touchdowns come on passes more than 10 yards in the air.
0: Even though I've already given him his paperback, I might, after seeing that, put, a
5: plus. Oh, put right. a plus on that. Now that you've seen the comparison.
0: Wow. Nobody does that. Nobody does that against, against Bill Belichick. And that, i tell you what, if the Houston Texans end up hitting on Davis Mills, oh, my goodness, can you imagine when they eventually do trade. make this Deshaun, Deshaun Watson trade? Yeah all the players they're going to be able to add around him. Man, that, you talk about jackpot if they get that.
5: And if they had just punted the dang ball. Oh, that was bizarre. Let's man. take one quick look at it. I don't even know what that really is. Like, Who are you trying to
0: fool? What's Trick the upside I, with that?
5: Formation. No
0: no, no upside. That thing must have really worked in practice. And he didn't snap the chin strap off when he tried. No. Right, right, there.
5: In, the I mean, right, the right in the back of the personal protector's I mean, just, Oh, just. Got it right in so the ear hole. Just give, give, and the game give, went all the way downhill from give, Giving a game away right there. All right, let's move on. Bad. Rookie pass catchers in the NFL at a field day in week five. And, man, let's start with Kyle Pitts in Whew. London, DJ. Finally, we got that Kyle Pitts game that we've really been waiting for. Yeah, I've been waiting
0: for it. To me, I watched him buck with with all those rookies when I was doing the top 25 list. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with Kyle
6: Pitts. He just needs targets. He needs targets, and finally he was able to get targets. Part of it was because Calvin really wasn't there, so they really focused the passing game around Kyle Pitts, and we saw him explode. Nine for 119, we saw him get his first touchdown, and he is every bit of the unicorn that we talked about when he was coming out in the draft. Big body tied in, who has wide receiver-like skills. We saw that on display when they were playing in London.
0: Yeah, he's just so long and so explosive. And
5: he's going to be a, mis- a mismatch problem for everybody they play against, I, right? And I mentioned it earlier, but I feel like not having Calvin Ridley there kind of oh, yeah, forced some of the targets his way, and they're like, okay. Light bulb went off. <laughs> By the way, Jamar Chase not too bad either. Yeah. Uh, Jamar yeah. Chase, I think, is continuing to show us why the Cincinnati Bengals made the choice to take him over the tackle uh, at the top of the draft here for them this year. This play at the end of the first half was phenomenal. Jamar Chase starts on the top of the screen He's here outside on the far the numbers. left. Yeah. And he ends up all the way back on the right side of the field. You think that connection from college might have played a little bit of a role? Scrambled. Here early on. I think he could have had more. In this game, uh, Joe Burrow missed him on Mm -hmm. one where he beat the defender right off the ball. Chase dropped one and probably should have had another. So – uh, Kadarius Tony, by the way, also yeah. showing
0: up these last couple of weeks. Yeah, look, all the attention is going to be on the punch and the ejection. But when you watch the tape, you can get excited about what he's doing yeah. for the Giants. He gives them something they don't have with just pure explosiveness. You don't even have to push it vertically down the field because of what he can do after the catch. Plus, when you watch the tape, you can play Tony, 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 which makes it even <laughs> more fun. Uh, but, no, he's going to be a nice weapon for them going forward. Not a lot of good news coming out of the Giants with all the injuries and the losses. But, man, that's that's going to be a big piece of their future.
5: Yeah, just might want to keep that right hook holstered.
6: Yeah,
8: uh, yeah, yeah, especially he? with a helmet know. on. Not
5: the smartest. No question. But some serious injuries here for the Giants. Hopefully they can get some guys back healthy here real soon. That is going to do it here for this Monday edition of Move the Sticks. For Bucky DJ, I am Rhett. We will see you back here same time, same place next week.
4: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
4: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we
8: could go surfing. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, love that. A Redwood Forest would be cool.
3: I'm in.
2: Ah, ski slopes. Let's
3: do it. Um, ten girl go shopping. Yeah,
1: baby. Wait. Did we just invent California?
4: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions
1: can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.